Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about those out-of-pocket costs. Now, that could be a lot of money, but are your medical bills accurate? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills actually contain errors. Now, HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, or fraud. Now, you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Check them out online, healthlock.com. Go there today. Are you being influenced? Well, if you watched the blockbuster film in the last decade, well, then there's a chance it has been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Now, here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. Now, in Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, well, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. And for a limited time, you can watch the first 10 minutes for free when you go to the website, hollywoodtakeover.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Hey, what if your home's title, which is the legal document that proves you own your home, is in some criminal's name? Well, that's called home title theft, and criminals all over the world can find your home's title online, and then they'll forge your signature, they'll take out loans against your home, or even worse, sell your home. Now, how do you know some criminal's not taking over the title to your home? You can find out with sign up at HomeTitleLock.com and use the promo code Sean, S-E-A-N. All right, News Roundup, Information Overload, Hour 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. We have updates on a couple of stories we follow regularly on this program, uh, and that is the Biden family syndicate. It's getting worse and worse because now, you know, you look at the countries where Joe Biden offers special favors, considerations. You know, how is it we're canceling the Keystone XL pipeline and Joe Biden simultaneously offers a waiver to Vladimir Putin to build his Nord Stream 2 pipeline? Why is that? Why would somebody make that decision? Except that maybe the Biden family, with all the money that Zero Experience Hunter made, is compromised by Russia. Maybe Russia has a dossier like we know Libya had on Hunter Biden and the Biden family uh, about Hunter and his love of drugs and proclivity towards women of the night, if you will, saying it as nicely as I can. Now, if Libya had that intel, uh, you got to wonder what kind of intelligence does Russia have and Ukraine have? Why in the middle of of the record energy prices that we have, why would why would Joe Biden offer our strategic petroleum reserves to China, some five million barrels of oil? Why would we ever do that, especially at this time? That's what Joe did. Why is Joe thinking, uh, especially with the hostilities uh, and the saber rattling with Taiwan, why would Joe Biden be thinking of lifting tariffs to China? What could it be that Hunter did a ton of business with, with China and the Bank of China, and we're doing deals now with the same business people that that our government is now dealing with, the same people that Hunter Biden was doing business deals with? Seems like a, a little incestuous, too incestuous for me, um, but more importantly, it makes me wonder whether or not our president is compromised. Now, if Donald Trump was the president and this was Eric or Donald Trump Jr., uh, we all know how the left and the media would react. The other issue that we're following is that of the border. Alejandro uh, 
uh, Mayorkas, who's the head of the Department of Homeland Security, is actually now claiming that the border is secure, but there's still work to be done. Is the border safe? Now I was watching a news channel and they were talking about an invasion was happening and I got a little concerned. Look, <laughs> um, the border, the border is secure. The border, um, we are working to make the border more secure. That has been a historic challenge. Uh, I have said to a number of legislators who expressed to me that um, we need to address the challenge at the border before um, they pass legislation. And I take issue with the math of holding the solution hostage until the problem is resolved. Um, uh, there is work to be done. All right, so that's it on the border. Uh, and then Corinne Jean-Pierre, White House press secretary, thinks that it's that illegal immigrants are being used as a political tool. Uh, you think? By Democrats. But anyway, listen. We're in constant communication and contact with governors uh, just across the country. I don't have anything specific to that, uh, you know, that the specific on migrants being uh, shipped to other states. We believe it's shameful uh, that uh, that uh, some governors are using uh, migrants as a political tool, uh, as a political play. No, it's called giving you a dose of the reality you're inflicting on everybody else by aiding and abetting and lawbreaking and being involved in human trafficking. Anyway, here to discuss both these issues is uh, Congressman James Comer. He's from Kentucky, ranking member of the Committee on Oversight and Reform. Um, and by the way, House Democrats Chief Investigative Committee is, is literally now dealing with both of these issues. Congressman, welcome back. L let's start with the Bidens. Why would you give a waiver to Vladimir Putin for the Nord Stream 2 pipeline while killing off the Keystone XL pipeline? Why would you give why would you lift tariffs on China and give China our strategic petroleum reserves at a time when we're paying record gas prices? Can you explain that to me? No sincere leader in America would make those two decisions. One would assume that Joe Biden could potentially be compromised. And if the whole reason we're looking into Hunter Biden and now Hunter Biden's uncle, Jim Biden, is because we fear that all the shady business dealings with all of our adversaries across the globe have, in fact, compromised Joe Biden's decision-making. And we've seen that with the Keystone Pipeline. And you, you look, and there, Hunter Biden's had business dealings with both a Ukrainian and a Russian uh, energy company. You see with... He's the, made millions of dollars. Millions. The guy was a crack addict who hired women of the night. Every, everybody knew it. The question is, how compromised is the Biden family? Do you believe they're compromised? Because I do. I, I, it appears that way, Sean. I mean, no one would make the decisions that he's making with respect to putting America last and putting China first. And just for example, when he gave the sanctions on the Russian oligarchs, he listed all the Russian oligarchs to put sanctions on when Russia invaded Ukraine, except two. Those two just happened to be two people that used to employ Hunter Biden. And most of those Russian oligarchs have made their money in criminal activity. So, you know, th there's decision after decision that Joe Biden's made that has put America last. And I, I fear it's because he is, in fact, compromised. You know, he said he had no prior knowledge to any of Hunter Biden's business associates or shady business dealings. And more and more comes out each week 
uh, whether uh, they be Congressman, emails we've got pictures. Right? Yeah. We have pictures of Joe Biden with Hunter Biden and his foreign business partners. So that's a lie. We know of meetings that took place, and Joe Biden participated in those meetings. So on multiple levels, we know that the president of the United States as a candidate and even as a president has lied about this issue. The question now is, why would you give preferential treatment to Russia, Ukraine, and China, but for the millions of dollars that Hunter and the Biden family syndicate made off of these countries selling access? That's what it appears to be, and that's why... Uh, we're going to continue to investigate. We're going to continue to bring public, make public everything that we've found. And the difference between our investigation and the Oversight Committee and something Adam Schiff did is we actually have evidence. We have proof of wrongdoing. We have proof not only uh, with all the bank violations that, that Hunter Biden had, uh, we also have uh, proof that, that Joe Biden's brother was involved in many of those bank violations. If we can get the bank violations, which uh, this White House is obstructing the Republicans on the oversight from obtaining, then we could answer a lot of questions. And I think a lot of these uh, theories that we have would, would be proven true because uh, he is in so much trouble. They, they talk about the investigation in the Delaware U.S. Attorney's Office. That's just for tax evasion. What? Republicans in the House are looking into are all of his bank violations across the world. And just recently, Sean, there was a lawsuit that surfaced uh, in federal bankruptcy court where people uh, with a health care company in Tennessee alleged that Jim Biden came to them and offered to be able to provide funding for their health care startup in the Middle East with some of his brother's associates. So, you know, it's not just Russia, Ukraine, and China now. Now we've got evidence of potential wrongdoing in the Middle East, influence peddling in the Middle East. It's just a, a total uh, disgrace what's happened with this Biden crime family. Now, let's move to the border issue of which your committee has oversight. And uh, you heard the comments of uh, the Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas that our border is secure, but there's work to be done. Uh, we had a ruling come out, the first of six people charged with setting fire to police vehicles in Philadelphia during the riots in the summer of 2020, uh, apparently has been sentenced. Uh, anyway, the guy's name is uh, Ayub Tabri. He's 25 years old, sentenced Monday to 364 days behind bars, less time than he's already served in custody, and short enough to avoid triggering deportation proceedings. Uh, for the Moroccan immigrant. Uh, let me ask you a question. If somebody is in this country illegally, I thought that in and of itself was a crime. But secondly, then they're caught tor torching and putting a, a blaze a police car, and they're still not deporting this person. Now, let me ask you, if I went down to the southern border today and I decided to pick up some people and, and drive them to whatever state I felt like driving them to or the one of their choice... Would I be accused of human trafficking, and would I be aiding and abetting lawbreaking? Well, they would probably do that to you, Sean, but anyone else that uh, they consider a friend, a political ally, they would let that slide. In fact, we believe there are a lot of non-government organizations who are working with this administration to transfer these illegals all over the United States. And I believe that this is part of their political business model to try to repopulate many of these states to be able to regain control or, or pad their, their margins. 
because uh, you know there, there's no rational reason for letting all these people in the country and advertising to the world, to every criminal and every terrorist around the world, that the southern border is wide open. When Mayorka said the border's secure, he essentially committed perjury in front of Congress because it is not secure and everyone knows it. Quick break, right back more with James Comer, who is the ranking member on the Committee of Oversight and Reform, as we continue. All right, our final moments with James Comer, ranking member, Committee of Oversight and Reform. To the border issue, we've got another issue that came out. Washington Free Beacon is reporting that the Homeland Security Department and and Biden's Customs and Border Patrol Protection officials um, failed to record the U.S. addresses of over a third of the illegal border crosses between March and June of 2021. So, in other words, Biden officials have lost track of hundreds of thousands of people that they processed and released into the country. We're not doing background checks that I'm aware of. Maybe you can educate me on this. For, to my understanding, nobody's given a background check to see whether they have radical associations. We know that illegal immigrants have gotten preferential treatment in the middle of a pandemic. There's been no COVID testing. There's been no vaccine mandates for illegal immigrants. Again, they're just processed and released, and they're given a free telephone and transportation to one of the, the 48 states in the continental United States. Um, now we're finding out that, in fact, they're not reporting as is supposedly required for asylum seekers. Is this that the Democrats want to offer something of great value to people that don't respect our laws, our borders, our sovereignty, and that being citizenship? Because um, it sounds like it, and it sounds like they are doing so. Hey, we'll give you citizenship. We hope you vote for us. That's what it sounds like to me. That's what it sounds like to me, and I think most Americans are seeing that. You know, we just had a committee hearing just a few hours ago, and if if three million illegals have crossed over into the United States just since Joe Biden's become president, Sean, that's four new congressional districts. Four new congressional districts. So. This is political. This is a political plan for the Democrats. I, I hope that it backfires in these midterm elections, but I think they're looking long term here. And, you know, one thing that gets lost in conversation is how much tax dollars this is costing the American people. Somebody's paying for uh, free education for these unaccompanied minors that come here. They're paying for their housing, their food, the free health care, uh, the transportation costs. I mean, the, the list goes on and on and on. And, you know, the, the Biden administration and the Democrats in Congress continue to turn a blind eye because, you know, they've got some kind of uh, handshake agreement behind closed doors in a smoke-filled room that, you know, this is going to be good for the Democrat Party long term. You know, I look at, I look at what's going on, and it just it makes no sense to me at all. You know, I'm actually in favor of immigration, legal immigration. Right. I don't care where people come from. But I do think that we ought to have standards because if we open, you know, we pretty much have opened the floodgates and people from all over the world are coming to this country. But I don't think it's unreasonable to ask that they they pay for their own background check to make sure that they don't have radical associations. I don't think in the middle of a pandemic it's unfair to ask that they don't have any type of, of COVID issue or any other health issue. And I don't think it's unfair that they provide evidence that they're going to be able to take care of themselves when they get here and not be a financial burden on the American people. Not because I'm mean, it's just we cannot afford it, especially with the debt and the deficits we've racked up over the years. Anyway, uh, Congressman Comer, uh, I think your committee is going to be critical. Uh, 
when uh, you reconvene after January and a new Congress is sworn in, um, my belief is that you're going to be a lot more effective in getting to the bottom line on all these issues, and we wish you well with that. Well, thanks, Sean. We'll have subpoena power, and that makes a big difference, as you know. Oh, yeah, I know. They try to come after me daily. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we appreciate you being with us. 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. Quick break right back. Your call's on the other side. Straight ahead. All right, 25 to the top of the hour. 800-941-SEAN, our number. Let's hit our phones. Lex is in Mississippi. Lex, how are you? Glad you called. Hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. I'm amazed at the people in the federal government that cannot avoid COVID. Uh, now, Benny Thompson has COVID, and, uh, and I wish him health and safety always. But uh, for the Thursday... By the way, I I second that. I don't want anybody to die from this thing. It's awful. I've seen the worst of it, and I wish him a speedy recovery. Yeah. For the the Thursday hearings, the January 6th investigation, or as I call it, the soap opera, As the World Burns, uh, I wonder if they're going to be using this as an opportunity for Liz Cheney to campaign and just create sound bites. Because if she's able to somehow beat Harriet Hageman then the Democrats win either way. Either way, they, they win the election. Well, I don't think, I mean, she's not going to, I don't think she's going to, to win that election. That's my opinion. Uh, Hagerman has a significant lead uh, for Liz Cheney to be reaching out and, and asking Democrats to change their party affiliation to vote for her is, is laughable. Um, uh, I, I would assume she'll take the lead considering I guess she's the, the co-chair of the committee. And they say they have scheduled one more hearing, but they have not been effective. There was a great column by Jonathan Turley, who's a Democrat, and said everything that they have promised, all the evidence that Donald Trump planned, plotted, schemed, orchestrated all of this, none of which has been proven by the committee. And what they don't like is Donald Trump. And this is to bloody bludgeon and prevent Donald Trump from ever running again. Now, if you get to the standard that would need that you would need to meet legally, uh, even in in the D.C. District Circuit Court, uh, I, they they haven't met the standard, and they're not going to meet the standard. They have been selective in terms of the cuts that they have played. For example, I know that there's testimony of the Secretary of Defense at the time, Chris Miller, and and others that have said that they were in the room when Donald Trump authorized up to 20,000 guard troops uh, to be available, uh, and he did it two days before the 6th. Uh, I talked to General Milley's people, and he recalls conversations about protecting the Capitol prior to January 6th. They didn't. Nancy Pelosi was off limits. She's in charge of, of security at the Capitol. Nobody's subpoenaed her emails or testimony or text messages or phone calls. They haven't done it with the sergeant of arms. Uh, nobody's asked Muriel Bowser why she rejected the troops in writing. Nobody's talked to the Capitol Police chief and asked him why he was requesting troops and why they were denied. So they don't really want to get to the bottom of it. Of all the clips they've shown of, Jan- of January 6th, they don't want to show the clip of Donald Trump saying many of you will peacefully, patriotically march to the Capitol so your voices will be heard. So well, and, and their star witness is a hearsay witness. And and they could easily check the veracity of her statement. I don't know if she told the truth. Cassidy Hutchinson, uh, when she said that she heard from a third party that Donald Trump tried to commandeer the the beast when he was driving. 
They could easily bring those Secret Service agents in or have them sign sworn affidavits under the threat of perjury. They haven't done it uh, and find out who's telling the truth. Uh, she testified under oath that this was her handwriting, a particular document that was was written on that day. Uh, but yet the president's attorney says, no, that's my handwriting. I'll bring in handwriting experts and let's determine who's telling the truth here. But again, they don't want to get to the bottom of it. You know, it's it's been a one sided committee. They've had a predetermined outcome from the beginning. And so I just haven't taken much of it very seriously, to be honest. I, they, they're doing what they said they were going to do, bludgeon Trump. That's all this is. All right. Thank you for taking my time. Appreciate you being with us. David is in California. Hey, David, how are you? Doing great. How are you doing? Good, my friend. What's going on? Yeah, I'm, I'm here in Santa Barbara, and I, I, I know you've said multiple times that you used to work here in Santa Barbara. You did. I worked in construction out there. Well, I, that's where I first got my start in radio in 1987. Oh, so, so you were there. Remember Channel City Lumber? I don't off the top of my head. I'll be honest. No. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's well, what I'm calling about is that this town used to be beautiful. I mean, it's not anything like what you think it, it, it was back then it's changed really people. what's changed I, I i've not heard that from anybody oh god they've built hundreds and hundreds of um low-income housing units and condos all through galita up into santa barbara and the jobs are all be taken by people that are you know that are coming in through the border and i'm not being racist it's it would just you say there's through. a lot of illegal immigrants that need to be taken care of. But by the way, homelessness was a huge problem when I was there. Under the you know the big fig trees that still exist. Yeah, it's still it's still great. Um, no, but homelessness uh, we have it was all, all over the beach. Um, yep. I remember I used to ride my bicycle down there all the time, and I'd hang out at the beach. And believe it, I just I'd hang out with a lot of the homeless people and just chatted up with them. Yeah, I got to know a lot of them. They're nice, it, but it, this is a different generation of homeless, and they, you know, I, I, I it scares me because it, it seems like the people that are homeless right now, there are a lot of bad eggs that are just following the lead of every uh, all the other murder and stuff that's been going on. Home, the homeless problem in Santa Barbara has been, I, I can only imagine that, that it's exponentially worse because it's worse around the country. And uh, and then oh, you yeah, add you sanctuary state sa status of California. That makes things with illegal immigrants far worse as well. And and this is why the world does not need Gavin Newsom as president. Uh, he can he can measure the drapes all he wants, but God help us if he ever became president. He's a disaster. All right, my my producer's mocking me in my ear. So I've been I need to I've find been out. reduced to producer. I don't even have a name now. My no, God, Lin Linda from from New York uh, and Philly. Listen, I'm just curious, you know, because I'm listening to you talk to this yeah. uh, this gentleman, and um, <laughs> I heard you say you used to hang out on the beach, which is problem number one because you're a pasty Irishman, and second of all, you say you're talking to the homeless people and chatting it up. What was going on? No, I used to, I, I actually at one point had like this little moped that I bought for like nothing and I'd ride that thing. And then I had a bicycle I had to ride where I lived in Santa Barbara was a, a, you know, a nice bike ride all the way down to the beach. And I'd pass that big fig tree and see all the homeless people, but there were a lot of homeless people in and around the beach area. And I just would, you know, stop. There's a big dock that would go out and I would, I would hang out there and buy some food and, 
And, you know, if I'd sit down with people, there were a lot of homeless people there. I just, you know, we I talked to them every day. I got to know them. And what did you guys talk about? Whatever, whatever was happening that day. I talk, You know me. Listen, if people in my life hate to go grocery shopping with me. Hate to go Because you're on a paleo diet? No, because I never shut up. I mean, that's my problem. I'll talk to anybody. <laughs> Listen, I have it on good authority, having shopped with you a few times, including the awkward Target shop with you and Gomez. No, and, I'm in and, and out James. of the store pretty quick. Oh, that's total crap. You were in that store. You talked to everybody. You First of all, you came because you said I was taking too long. Meanwhile... You're walking up well, you take too long because you're, you're, you're agonizing. Because I'm price checking. So, no, no, no. If we're going to tell the story, tell the story First right, of all, you told the story a million times. Now I'm telling it my way because I actually want to give them what actually happened. You. No, so it's you, not. You want to buy. We had been on a trip somewhere. I don't remember. We're coming back and Gomez and Sweet Baby James are there and I'm there. And we all go into Target to get Liam a choo-choo train, your son. And then there you are turning over every choo-choo train, and there's like a hundred of them. Well, yeah, and because, like, you know. I've had enough waiting for you with the choo-choo trains, and I get, I, I grab a, a, you know, a basket, a, you know, a cart, and I start throwing them in one by one in the basket. I'm like, good, we'll buy these. You know what it felt like? We'll get out of here. It felt like that, what's that game where, like, you win, like, a shopping spree, and you, you have to shop you get like a minute or or two minutes or whatever it is. You I get never a saw anybody agonize over First buying of all, a choo-choo I was train. In the, middle the kid of doesn't thought. care which you, one you, you get as long I, as you like, get them one. My mouth is like still moving. So literally with the cart, filling it up, you're like, you know, you get as much as you can in a minute. That was you and Gomez and James. Just like throwing everything in. And I'm like, Correct. okay, well, that's excessive. But I will tell you, as we walk through the store. Wasn't it was, excessive that Liam loved his Uncle Sean? He was oh, very he happy. always does, for sure. And, and Mommy on Amtrak did not. But moving on from that, all the people in the store, every hour we would go in, you would say, oh, what are you buying today? Hi, how are you? Da, da, da. And then people would look at me and say, is that Sean Hannity? Yes, yes, it is. He's doing a Target survey. He'd like to know what you're buying today <laughs> and find no, out you know what, what my you favorite think. Is, my favorite is when I'm not recognized. I I've like never been with most. you when you're not recognized. Never. No, there, there are times people have no idea who I am. And when that happens, it's like paradise for me. Because I'm just like, I, I just want to be, you know, anonymous. The one, look, I, I, I picked the wrong profession because I do love my anonymity. I wish I had anonymity. But when I talk, I'd, I'd like to talk to people about their lives. And, you know, like, for example, I go grocery shopping. And even if people recognize me, I'm like, can you believe the price of this crap? And then I, I'm literally, and then yeah, you're literally building in. your monologue in aisle 11. You're getting all your intel from your neighbors. You're well, like, you know, I'm going to talk the meat about department. this. So, t- so I'm in the meat department and don't ever go shopping with my sister. Oh my gosh. Is she, is she like me? Is she price comparing? She, mm-hmm. she is turning things over and looking. So and she's normal. Look. Got it. If you're buying a rack of ribs, you got to look at every rack to see which one's the, the best perfect one, rack the, the best perfect price. Absolutely. Too much she fat, buys not a enough. Little, a little chicken to grill or to broil, right? Whatever. Just a, just a whole little chicken. It's not okay. a big chicken. Okay. It was 20 bucks. Which is excessive. At that same store a year and a half ago. You can get a fully cooked chicken, probably a little bigger, for like six bucks. Right. Take the work out of it, and here you go for less than half. Right. It's ridiculous. I hear It's you. ridiculous. And and so, okay, we, people say, well, Hannity, you can afford it. I can, but I still have... That's not the point. Etched in my brain, I still think like w- the way I thought when I lived paycheck to paycheck. Now, I don't think that way when it comes to giving money away or giving no, but gifts you to live, people or bonuses to people. I don't think that way. You're pragmatic. You're pragmatic for sure, 100%. But it pisses me off. 
What's inappropriate? I paid six bucks and the chicken was cooked and it usually was pretty decent. Agreed. Now I'm paying 20 bucks for uncooked chicken and now my sister puts all these seaweed on it or whatever the hell she puts on her spices. I don't, it's just, it looks like, you know, pine cone sprinkles. sprinkles. Are they known as herbs? Herbs. (laughs) Herbs and spices that I've never known or heard from. Probably rosemary and stuff like that. Rosemary and and thyme. I know, there's a song written about it by Simon and Garfunkel. Got it. What is it? Parsley, sage, rosemary, and thyme? Parsley, sage, rosemary, and thyme. Or we could rename this song Pinecone Sprinkles. Yeah. <laughs> and seaweed. I'm like, I'm like, That's Scarborough Fair. That's but she Scarborough makes, Fair. So she cooks this chicken, um, and she's been living with me because, uh, you know, she's in the middle. She sold her house, and her new house isn't ready yet. <laughs> so you're back so to your Franklin Square days, huh? by cooking, and I don't really love her cooking. I'm not oh. trying to offend her. I hope she's not listening. Oh man, this is going to be a good night for you. You're going to get extra pinecone sprinkles no, but tonight. I, so I look at Breaking news now. A police report at Sean and I'm house. like, they, they sold chickens cooked, the same exact chicken for six bucks, cooked, fully cooked, in a rotisserie chicken thing where it goes around and around in a circle. I bet you're the guy who, when you oh. go into a store and they have those little tables set up with the free food samples, you oh, actually, yeah. you're that guy. Costco's. You're going to stand there. You're going to talk about the ma- the machine. You want to know how they made it. You want to try all the different seasons. You're that guy, right? Go ahead. You could say it. We right know. Now. It's okay. We well, know. We could just COVID, say it. Pre-COVID, Costco always had samples. I love Costco's having samples. What was your favorite sample? I could tell you right now. Not pinecone sprinkles. Steak. They oh. have this Philly cheesesteak. Mm-hmm. I forget what it's called. I forget the brand. Forgive me for not remembering. But I remember, I'm like, this is the greatest. Because usually, if you buy like Steakum or any of those things, no offense. Oh, Landis is good. I like Landis. Okay, so they have one that you can make a real Philly cheesesteak, and I would make it because you know I love onions. I know. And then you put cheese. Now you don't have cheese whiz at home, but you put cheese on top. I mean, it's so good. It's very. And I eat great. it without bread, as you know. I don't eat bread. Mm-hmm. There was a time when you did. Every once in a while, there's a good cheat day. You know, if you're gonna have a cheat day, that's a good meal. Yeah, to have. I have one cheat day a week. One cheat day a week. And, and what do you have? Is, what do you have on your cheat day? Uh, the bread and pasta, my week. <laughs> all in one day, right? Get it all in for the week on Sometimes, Sunday. Sometimes, <laughs> you know, I could, I could be, good, I'm good all week, and I have one day, and it's usually one meal. I might even, I'll starve myself a whole day just to have a whole cheat meal. I think that's a good idea. I've done that many times. Yeah. I want to tell you about the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. You know, Port Authority of New York and New Jersey police officer James Canelli. He passed away, sadly, in 2017. He had 9-11-related cancer developed from his search and rescue efforts at the World Trade Center after the terrorist attacks. Our friends at the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, they're committed to ensuring that America keeps their vow to never forget 9-11 and keeping the memory of heroes like Officer Kennelly alive. And the Foundation's 9-11 Never Forget Mobile Exhibit is a tribute to all of those uh, brave men and women that lost their lives that day or died of, of related illnesses, and there's a lot of them. It's a high-tech uh, tractor-trailer, transforms into a museum. And like my daughter, who was born just a couple of weeks before 9-11, it educates people about America's darkest day. It's welcomed around the nation. The memorial provides interactive education. It gives you guided tours. You hear from FDNY firefighters that give you firsthand accounts of that day, its aftermath. Uh, they've now done it to over 600,000 people, nearly all 50 states and Canada. Now, you can see it when it's at a city near you. 
And they're asking all of us not to forget those brave men and women and all of us to donate, including me, and I'm on board, uh, 11 bucks a month, the letter T, the number two, the letter T.org. That's the letter T, the number two, the letter T.org for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern on the Fox News Channel. You know, for people that want a private life, you know, like Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, um, let's see, doing series on Netflix and doing interviews with Oprah and doing book deals and trashing America at the U.N. is not exactly the way to ingratiate yourself to privacy. Uh, anyway, Piers Morgan will weigh in. Uh, we'll have the latest in the battle over transitioning to green energy. Kellyanne Conway, Joe Concha, Joe Bastardi, Kevin McCarthy, John Walsh on how crime is worse than it's ever been throughout his entire career. 9 Eastern Hannity, Fox News, set your DVR for the Fox News Channel. We'll see you tonight at 9, back here tomorrow. Thank you for making this show possible. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.